we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon, and thankful that you are here with us as well. Hope you're sharing the program with your friends and family. You can, of course, just tell them how to go listen on American Family Radio, or you can go to our website, grab the link, send it out to friends and family. You can do that with individual programs, or just send them the link to AFA at the Core and say, don't miss a show. Five days a week, you don't want to miss one. Walker Wildman on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Rick Green on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or we might just mix it up to confuse you. But anyway, every afternoon, a great show for you to talk about these core principles. It's everything that we're about here at American Family Association. Everything we're about as Americans. It's actually all about American values, preserving the Constitution, preserving a constitutional republic, making sure we can pass freedom to our kids and our grandkids. I mean, that's really what we're what we're talking about here. That's really what we're fighting for is the whole idea of making sure that our kids and our grandkids live in freedom. It's not about us. I mean, that's the whole difference between a politician and a patriot. A politician is only thinking about the next election. What do I got to do to get reelected? How much money can I pay people off with? How much? What programs can I send back home so they'll like me and vote for me again? That's, all, that's, that's a politician's world every day. A patriot, on the other hand, is saying, what do I do to preserve freedom for the next generation? How do I make sure my children and my grandchildren are handed the torch of freedom, pass the torch of freedom intact, that freedom is still alive and well, and that this constitutional republic and her principles of liberty are still in place and still strong. That's how a patriot thinks. And a patriot thinks, okay, in order to do that, sometimes I'm going to have to vote for things, work on things that aren't popular. The reason we're a constitutional republic and not a democracy is because fads come and go. The most popular thing at any given time when you have the depravity of man is often going to be a depraved thing. It's going to be something that doesn't line up with the principles of liberty or our biblical principles, and and that's why our founders knew we needed a republic. That's why they knew we needed the essentially the buffer of a representative government and a, and a deliberative body, so that you didn't just, with the passions of mankind, suddenly pass a law or suddenly do something that felt good and would make people feel good. But instead, you would have to take it through the legislative process. It would take time. It would be difficult. You would have to debate it. There would be multiple steps along the way, separation of powers and opportunities to get it right and to to kill bad bills. That's why our system works the way it does. That's why it was designed the way that it was designed, and that's why it worked so well for 200 years. And, and, And truthfully, even with the massive abuses against the system in the last 25 or 30 years, it still at least had some modicum of... Of, of, of debate and and national consciousness and, and 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 an opportunity for the insane things to not happen because you know somebody had to go on a morning show on Sunday and 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 defend it they would have to they would have to go to town hall meetings in their district and defend it and they would have to listen to the people that elected them and so there was still at least even with the massive attacks on our system and and, and the and the uh, Barack Obama years of, of radically transforming the nation as best they could, even in that environment, you still had to make an argument for things. And you still had to had to had to couch it in the values that made America great. And you'd have to have to deceive people 
is what the left had to do in order to get things passed. You had to have guys like Barack Obama come into office saying, I'm for marriage between one man and one woman. I do not support gay marriage. And then while in office, completely, uh, completely shift his position and, and support gay marriage. So that you, you had to lie about it to get elected, and then you could change. Not anymore. Man, not anymore. Now, now it's, it's, there, there's no accountability. I mean, you, you can pretty much do whatever you want, and you don't have to worry about it because the media is not going to call you on it. Uh, the, the, the other people in government aren't going to call you on it. And so that's why you've seen for the last two and a half years this, this radical leftist um, agenda of isolating people, of, of making law without a legislative body, without the deliberation, without the buffer of a constitutional republic. But because of an emergency, everything changes suddenly because of an emergency. So that's why they hold on to the emergency powers. That's why all these governors continue to re-up the supposed emergency. It's why Joe Biden continues to re-up the emergency because it somehow, some way in people's minds gives them an excuse. Most people, unfortunately, thinking a legitimate excuse to bypass the legislative process, to bypass law and order, to bypass the Constitution and allow for a dictator, one in each state as a governor, and then, of course, the president of the United States to make law on their own. That's what happened with the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, all of the COVID nonsense and insanity, things we've never, ever done in our history. History of mankind, not just history of the United States of America, history of mankind we've never done this kind of idiocy. And, of course, it's uh, going to have lasting effects for decades to come, and we could go down that rabbit hole, but we won't because the real subject today about not following legislation and not having a deliberative body make major decisions for the country is the fact that we have a petty tyrant in the White House that just stole $500 billion from your children and grandchildren and you with the stroke of a pen. No legislation, no, no, no legislation even debated in Congress, let alone passed in Congress. With the stroke of a pen, the President of the United States today decided that you would pay for the college loans of all these people that went to college, took out the loans. They knew what they were doing. They knew what the deal was. They knew they were about to go get, you know, about to pay way too much for a piece of paper that doesn't even mean much. So it was a fraud on the American people that I've been talking about for decades, that, that you don't need a college degree for most things in life, and that two-thirds, this is not new data, this is held for more than two decades, it was this way when I was in a legislature, more than two-thirds of college graduates do not use the degree that they got. They go do something different from what the degree is that, that they spent $100,000 on or whatever it might be. So they go into debt. They put their family in debt. They spend the next 10, 12, 15 years trying to pay off that debt while trying to start a family. It, it's it's foolishness. It's absolutely – Charlie Kirk is absolutely right. It is a scam. Get, get his new book. Uh, but all of that, all of that fraud perpetrated on all of these people. But if you fell for it and you did it, the school should be the one to pay that loan off if you're not going to pay it, not some other American that didn't even go to college. So you're asking the, the waitress or the waiter at the at the local restaurant, and you're asking the, the folks that don't even have college degrees and, and chose not to go into debt, probably made a much better decision than those of us that did go into debt to go to college, um, you're asking them or you're asking those of us that did go to college. I, I, I took out loans for college and law school and I paid them all off. So you're asking us, those of us who, who made the bad deal but then paid off the bad deal because a deal's a deal, you're asking us and you're asking those who never even went to college to pay the bills for someone else. That is wrong. It is immoral. It is anti-biblical and it is anti-American. 
And yet this president, this dementia patient in the White House, with the stroke of a pen, has just transferred $500 billion from those who got the education, got the degree, and now will not pay the bill. You're going to pay the bill for them. I'm going to pay the bill for them. Now, I, I, I cannot believe I'm I'm going to say this, folks. I, I, I am... Uh, I mean, I'm actually taking my temperature here. I'm, I'm checking my pulse, but but I agree with Nancy Pelosi on this. You heard that right. Nancy Pelosi and Rick Green on the same page. Let's just play this clip. Just listen to Nancy Pelosi because she's 100%. I can't believe I'm saying this. She's 100% right here. Here we go. Here's Nancy Pelosi. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. And um, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that in, implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get, get just freeing people from those obligations. Uh, so it, 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 the question of who gets forgiven, whether, to use the term of art that is out there, uh, is, a, is a debate. Do we use the, whatever money there is for the broadest base of support of the, those with um, more people with even less debt or fewer people with more debt? That's a policy discussion. But the, the difference between the president, do, president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. They, not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive. Oh, okay, okay. I got, I got to backtrack a little bit. I, I didn't. I don't agree one hundred percent with everything she said. I agree one hundred percent with the first twenty thirty seconds there. But then when she said it's, <laughs> it's not forgiveness. It's freeing, freeing people from those obligations. Do you? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I got to go down that trail for a second. Freeing people from their obligations is a good thing, according to Nancy Pelosi. So so why stop at student loans, folks? Why, why don't we just wipe out all mortgages? Why should you have to pay for your home? Why shouldn't it just be given to you? I mean, I mean, isn't that what happens when you when you wipe out the loan, that it's just free, that, that nobody had to pay for it? No, no, nobody actually had to spend the dollars to build that house? Those two-by-fours were free. That front porch was free. There was no, I mean, that's how these people think. But they actually think that freeing people from these obligations doesn't cost anybody, that nobody has to actually pay that bill. My dad has said it since I was a kid. There ain't no free lunch. He even had cards made. <laughs> Tanfill, I think, is there ain't no free lunch. Yeah, that was it, Tanfill. He even had cards he would give out. There ain't no free lunch. He's, somebody is paying the bill, and it's going to be you and me. Now, of course, Nancy Pelosi had to backtrack because once, once Joe Biden did this, she suddenly had a a complete change of heart. Her, her her latest is she just she tweeted out President's bold action is a strong step in Democrats' fight to expand access to higher education by delivering historic targeted student debt relief to millions of borrowers. We will buy the votes of folks so we can stay in office. No, that's not what she said. She said by delivering historic targeted student debt relief to millions of borrowers, more working families will be able to meet their kitchen table needs as they recover from the pandemic. Well, which, which working families is she talking about here? She's, sat, she's supporting now 
Joe Biden saddling those working families that are trying to meet their kitchen table needs with with these spoiled college graduates that won't pay their own bills, apparently, that that demand that the American people, other American people, who, who's paying the bills? Those were very working families that Nancy Pelosi's talking about. Unbelievable, folks. These people have no integrity, none, no intellectual honesty, none. They are willing to say one thing, which is actually constitutionally accurate, that the president does not have the power to do this, and then turn right around and say the exact opposite and hope that you won't remember. Hope that that video and that that audio that we just played for you will somehow disappear, which it would have if they had managed to keep their ministry of truth over at uh, at uh, Homeland and 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 be able to you know just like in in 1984 in Orwell's 1984 literally go scrub all the audios scrub all the videos get rid of the stuff that 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 actually indicts these liars that actually indicts these scam artists these these thieves they're stealing from you and your children and your grandchildren I actually think this is an impeachable offense I mean I, I don't I don't see how he can get away with doing this if there is actually a Congress that will hold him accountable to it. See, when one branch encroaches on the other branches, when it takes power that it does not have constitutionally, if the other branches do not push back, if they don't call them on the carpet, if they don't hold them accountable, if they don't actually provide the service of checks and balances, then that person gets away with it or that branch gets away with it. That cannot happen here. Of course it's going to happen for the next four months, and what the Democrats are hoping is that they'll be able to buy enough votes with this. That's a pretty hefty purchase of votes, $500 billion. They're hoping they'll be able to buy enough votes with this to hold on to power in Congress, and then and then Joe Biden will get away with it. But if not, if, if you refuse to allow that to happen, if you show up and vote, if you tell 10 friends, if you get people out to vote, and you let them know how dishonest these people are, and that they are being saddled with the bill here, and how wrong this is for the culture. What is this going to say to people about their obligations and their responsibilities? If you can prevent that from happening, then I think there's a chance. Chance. I'm not saying I'm not promising. There's a chance that the new Congress in January will actually be the boldest Congress we've seen in our lifetimes. And it'll go after these people that are trying to destroy our republic. When we come back, we're actually going to look at Article 2 in the Constitution because maybe I missed it. Maybe there's a clause in there that says the president may... With a stroke of his pen, reassign $500 billion to whoever he wants. I don't think so. Phone numbers 888-589-8840. We'll be right back on AFA at the Core. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When my wife and I first started having children, we discouraged our family members from speaking to them in baby talk. You know, the gaga goo goo stuff. The reason was simple. We wanted our children to speak English well. Baby talk would hinder that development. The same principle applies to spiritual development. If we want our children to be wise disciples of our Lord, we should ask ourselves how much of their time is spent investing in spiritual maturity. Protracted time in the company of spiritual baby talkers will inevitably cause harm. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net. For more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. I feel statements are a common exercise in counseling. This exercise forces you to habitualize rephrasing your sentences to begin with the words, I feel. This exercise can also have a tremendous impact on your daughter's own self-worth. Have you ever heard your girls say things like, I'm worthless or I'm dumb? Next time your daughter is making generalizations about herself using an I am statement, ask her to rephrase it using I feel. Feelings are temporary, but being is constant. So while she may feel worthless in the moment, God tells her she is beloved. Genesis 16:13 tells us that God sees us. He sees our struggles and our emotions, and he holds us lovingly in the palm of his hand. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. AFA Foundation Director Riley Wildman. A charitable gift annuity is perfect for AFA supporters with an eternal perspective like Lucy Overstreet. Psalm 78 tells us that we are to tell our children and our grandchildren and the future generations after them what the Lord has done in our lives and what the Word of God says. Lucy's charitable gift annuity will keep supporting this ministry for generations. I wanted something that would have eternal value, and that's the way I think of the American Family Association investment. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at the AFA Foundation and find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit our website, afafoundation.net. My life is not about me, it's about him. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. All right, folks, we're back here at AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Phone number to call in if you'd like to share a comment or question or insult today. It's 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We're talking about the benevolent dictator's sweet um, forgiveness of $500 billion in student loan debt because it just goes away at that point. It just frees those people of the obligation. It's not that anybody actually has to pay. Of course somebody's got to pay for it. It's you and me. We're going to pay for it along with all those who weren't foolish enough to go to college and get a worthless degree uh, and those who were foolish enough and uh, or maybe went into a career that you had to have it um, and actually paid off their loans, actually fulfilled their obligations. Those are the people that are going to pay for this thing. So um, the Democrats are just they're all over this. They love it. They think this is the, the, the way to go. So I, I, I mean, I got to come back to the constitutional question, right? Can the president of the United States do this? I'm getting all kinds of emails and phone calls from people. And and of course, it, it, the, the, the problem is people have not read the Constitution, right? We don't do that anymore. So they're missing out on, there's a missing clause that most people haven't read. So I'm going to, I'm going to find it for you here. We're going to look through Article 2 because that's where the president is. So just a quick, uh, quick overview. Real quick, Article 1 is Congress, Article 2 is the president, and Article 3 is Congress. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the courts. And so those are your three biggies, all right? Article 4 is interstate relations, Article 5 is amendment process, Article 6 is um, you know, deals with uh, uh, you know a few random things like supremacy and that sort of thing, and and uh, and then Article Seven is uh, uh, ratification. But but then you got the Twenty Seven Amendments. But let's go back to Article Two. Okay, Article Two, 
is where we get all the presidents up. President shall be commander in chief. Let's see, that doesn't say anything about uh, forgiving uh, student debt, uh, how the president's going to be elected, how the electoral college is going to work. All that stuff is in there. By the way, your Constitution made easy is in your biblical citizenship course. So make sure you're taking biblical citizenship in modern America. Oh, but here, I think I found it. I think I found it. Article 2, Section 5. There is no Section 5, just so you know. But Article 2, Section 5 clearly says that the President of the United States, upon any whim or feeling of benevolence, may at any time choose to transfer responsibilities from one citizen to another if it will win him or his party the next election. There it is. Section 5, Article 2. That's what people just aren't paying attention to. It's right there in the minds of Democrats, nowhere on paper and nowhere in the Constitution. But that's how these people are acting. As if the President of the United States has the power to do this. Absolutely does not. 100% unconstitutional. And hopefully we'll get a Congress that's willing to impeach this guy over these kind of unconstitutional acts. Uh, by the way, recommend uh, DailyWire.com for some great, uh, as a great source on things. And there's a great article there by Hank Berrien specifically on this if you'd like to get the link to uh, Nancy Pelosi's wise comments that this cannot be done by the President. And then, of course, her tweet. Uh, yesterday or today, saying this is so wonderful and should be done. So, Hank Berrien, great article. It's called Pelosi Agreed with DeVos. Betsy DeVos, Biden can't forgive student loans, but she just caved. And that's exactly exactly what happened. So what are they doing? They're buying votes. That's all this is about. They're going to pretend that they never said the things they said. It's just like they did with COVID. They just changed the story, right? They just, uh, you don't need a mask, uh, Anthony Fauci says, because he's manipulating the American people to try to hold on to masks for the frontline workers that he thinks needs them. So he admits that later, that he lied to the American people about that in order to manipulate their actions. Then you do need a mask. Then you need, maybe you need two masks. Maybe you need, I mean, it just, they just act like they never said any of these things. Did you notice that Fauci is now even claiming that he didn't recommend lockdowns, that he had nothing to do with the lockdowns? that have damaged all of these children and destroyed so many businesses and all of the damage that was done, and now he's trying to run from that and claim he didn't even do it. They really do think we're that stupid. They really do think that there's no Internet, that, that none of us downloaded those videos to save them and be able to show them just in case the Ministry of Truth did come about. Because, you know, they've been talking about this Ministry of Truth that, uh, that they called their disinformation board. <laughs> disinformation board. According to whom? should be the question that you ask. Maybe you've got some ideas on, on on who should be on the disinformation board and how they should define, quote, clear objective facts. Phone numbers 888-589-8840 if you'd like to join the conversation. 888-589-8840. They started this Ministry of Truth thing, and, and of course it was Joe Biden and his commie buddies uh, that they, they did it to censor anyone that was dissenting. Uh, if you had dissenting speech, if you didn't agree with the narrative, they wanted to be able to censor you. And you might remember they, they when they did this that they appointed this whack job named Nina uh, Jankowicz. And, and all you got to do is go watch the videos of her, her dancing. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, that they would even <laughs> even be foolish enough to appoint her. But they did. And, uh, and of course, that hurt their cause greatly because, you know, the members of Congress jumped all over it. Uh, Josh Hawley led the charge. The American people responded and said, wait a minute, this is right out of Orwell's 1984 you are, you are literally having bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. that are political hacks. They, they've got a history of being political hacks, and you're going to let them decide what is truth and not? You're going to let them decide what is disinformation and whether or not people can speak their minds and what they can say? It, it, was, it was shocking that they even attempted to do it. 
And thankfully, because of their foolishness in, a, in, a, in appointing this crazy lady, uh, it became a joke. And eventually they had to say, OK, we're going to pause this. We're going to rethink it. Well, today, apparently, uh, they are saying DHS terminates disinformation governance board months after their pause. Now, if you dig deep, they're still going to do all the same things. They're just not going to have this this disinformation board. So so they're, they're still going to try to silence you. And remember, this this crazy lady, Nina Jankowicz, she was doing disinformation. In fact, in the Epic Time article, let me see if I can find uh, the examples. Yeah, so she put out information. She promoted false information that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal was actually part of a Russian disinformation campaign, which we now know is absolutely not true. A uh, bunch of other things that, that, that she did that, that was actual disinformation. <clears throat> but Josh Hawley said it right. He said, who gets to decide what clear objective facts are? It used to be in a world of free speech that each individual decides what their sources are going to be and what they believe and do, does their own research. That's what you do in a free society. You don't have a government entity deciding for you who can say what? Uh, just awful, awful, awful stuff. They're still going to do it as long as the commies are in charge of the agencies. And by the way, I think you're going to see potentially an impeachment of, of Mayorkas. I mean, this this guy uh, has abject f- failure at the border, um, has refused to enforce the law. Uh, already hearing members of Congress saying as soon as they get control in January, they're putting him up on impeachment charges. It's going to be interesting. Going to be very, very interesting. I got a lot more I want to share, but I also want to get to the phones because I love hearing from you all. So if you got uh, any any uh, comments, questions, insults, send them in or call, call dial them in. 888-589-8840 is the phone number. Let's go ahead and head over to Virginia. Susan is our first up on the phone. Susan, how you doing? What's your comment or question? Hello? I hear you, Susan. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I wasn't able to get in um, the day that you remember the caller was talking about what you're saying, disinformation about the vaccine. Right. Um, My heart rate and my blood pressure were too high and I was too angry, so it's a good thing I didn't. I'm I'm more level-headed now, but I'm a retired nurse. I spent the last nine years before retiring a year ago as a public health nurse. And so it's our job to know about vaccines and study them. And when they were coming out, because I also um, have had cancer before, it's very important for me to know how things work. These are not like the typical vaccines. And so you actually you actually study each one. Like you don't just say I'm pro-vax okay. or anti-vax. You say I'm going to look at each one and look at the science and the well, studies and the effects. We have to. It's a federal law. As um, and I used to get mad at some of the nurses. They bring in the shots that they were drew up and handed the vax. We call them the, the VIS. It stands for Vaccine Information Sheet. It's federally mandated that every parent. You don't have to give it to them to take home, although we did. You have to make it available, like some pediatrician's office, because they don't want to spend the money for each client. They'll laminate it and say, please read this. I always gave, went and got And it's like eight-point font, right? It's a little bitty, uh, it is very detailed and very hard to read, but go ahead. It, well, it ha- it's, two, it's front and back. So I always told the parent, please read number three and four, because you, mm. you don't have time. It tells you what the disease is that it, the shot's for, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, point, my point is that that information has to be there. So when I was looking 
after I left, I left just in time, so I did not have to get the vaccine. I left right before, you know, it became a requirement for the nurses. So, but so you were there that, on the on the front lines during the scare and during the during the the worst parts and and and, and treating right, COVID I and everything there. else. I I didn't yeah. get COVID. I did get COVID later after I retired, but not when I was there. I wore my N95, and um, that really is the only thing that is partially helpful because most people would come in, they'd have the mask over their mouth and over their nose. That doesn't work. That's another rabbit trail. I don't want to go down. I could talk for an hour on this, but I (laughs) literally spent hours. I went to Pfizer. I went to Moderna. I went to um, the Johnson and Johnson's. And when I was trying to decide which shot I would get before I really knew more about it, I thought, okay, I will get the Johnson and Johnson because it's more like our other vaccines. Um, This is not, it is it does, I will say, it will give you um, an antibody, but the antibody is for that specific virus that first came out. It's not long-lasting, and it also tricks your system. If you have natural immunity, then your body will recognize proteins, like let's say it was chickenpox or something like that or another kind of um, virus, like a flu virus, that... All flu viruses are the same, so all coronaviruses are the same. And when it recognizes that protein, it will um, protect you. So anyway, case in point, and it has divided families. I had part of my family that, you know, I couldn't see my grandchild for a while because of that. Mm. Um, And they've learned, and they have been vaxxed and double vaxxed, and they got it, including their baby. So... If you have another person that calls in, it's not just somebody giving misinformation. You can tell them a nurse that works with vaccines (laughs) agrees with you, but also please tell them to go to flcc.net. You can get a wealth of information or look up Robert Malone, um, look up um, Peter McCullough. All of those doctors are very good doctors, and they've done the research, and they are now helping people who are vaccine injured. Yeah, it's I love both those guys. I, I I got to be on with uh, Malone a couple times, and and I haven't had a chance to interview McCullough yet. But uh, they're, I mean, McCullough's like the most peer-reviewed, studied, published, you know, doc on on so many of these different things. Malone helped invent the technology. I mean, you talk about experts. You're spot on. Uh, uh, Susan, good good stuff. What was the website again? I'm sorry, I, I missed the FLCC, was it? FLCC.net. And you can, even if you don't have time every to watch every week, which usually I do, but now I'm doing um, training for uh, election officer because I'm so fed up in my retirement, I decided I was going to do that. But um, you can see the video the next week but you do have to register and then each week you'll get the zoom link and there's i'm so sorry to ask you this again because i must be hearing you wrong flcc or s as in sam it's f like frank l like larry c like cat c like cat c so it stands for front line critical care uh care covid alliance so it's three Ah, c okay okay Frontline critical care. Gotcha, gotcha. So these are like the frontline doctors. 
Right, but you don't write it out. It's just the F like Frank, L like Larry, and C. Right, and even if somebody needs a, I, I want to tell you this because if somebody does need a doctor and they find, hey, I, I don't want, because there are so many okay. bad side effects of the No, you're, you're right, and, the, and I mi- what I missed was it's three C's, so flccc.net goes there. It's covid19criticalcare.com. So good. I really appreciate you sharing that, and I appreciate you mentioning McCullough and, and Malone. I recommend people... You know, following them, watching their stuff. Now, you might not. Uh, the Rogan interview with with them is great, but the language is really bad. So you got to know what you're getting when you when you go into it. But um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, information, knowing these things. I do want to ask you one more thing before we. Are you still with me? Yes, I am. Okay. So, so one of the things that that uh, Michael and I got into the other day on, on this was, you know, he mentioned that the vaccine was all of a sudden to to protect, not to prevent. That's new. I mean, like every vaccine ever, you were supposed to. It was supposed to protect or prevent you from getting whatever it was you were being vaccinated for. Correct. They changed that here, didn't they? I mean, I am I am that's I. That's what I've always read. Well, I, I will say the only time. Excuse me, I got turned the time. Um, the only vaccine there is one, and that's the flu. But think about it. The flu shot. What do you have to do every single year? You got to get it, right? Right. Right. So you can't Which, really have lifetime immunity from a shot um, for something like that. And even the vaccines for the flu are not, some, sometimes it's spot on, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, what they do is, you know, like South America has their summer opposite of ours, and they will study um, places like that, what, the, what flu strain is going on, and there's always... It's like, guesswork. Days- it's, a lot of it's guesswork. I mean, they're literally guessing as they're making, hoping that they nail it, right? And some years they do, and some years and they, they don't. They have I- quadrivalent now, which they never had. That's been maybe the last five years, so it has four different strains, so that's helpful. Yeah. And that's the other point about this vaccine. It was like one strain. It's not like they're all the strains we've had, like Delta, Omicron. Right. And they, they kept and they that. kept using the vaccine for a previous strain. That was the other thing that bugged me to no end was they they're they're not even they're behind the eight ball so many times on this. Hey Susan, I hate to let you go. This has been great. I really appreciate you calling in. We're about to go to break though, so thank you, thank you very much. That's Susan in Virginia, and uh, we boy we could talk about that one all day long. When we come back from the break. Uh, I actually do want to hit one one subject on the jab, and that is how foolish our sports are these days, and how the president of the United States still. Uh, continues this ridiculous policy that you have to be vaxxed. You have to have had the jab to come into our country. So the best tennis player in the world is not going to be competing in the U.S. Open. We'll hit that one when we come back and uh, talk about the Marines and Air Force. Finally, a judge has stepped up for them. So stay with us, folks. You're listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Phone number is 888-589-8840. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Court, Airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Hi, I'm Pastor Bert Harper. My wife Janie and I would like to invite pastors and their wives to the Fishbowl Retreat. I'm co-host of Exploring the Word and Exploring Missions here on AFR, but I've also been a pastor for many years. So I know pastors and their families deal with unique challenges. That's why we started this retreat years ago. Pastors are called to a higher standard, and we want to come alongside and offer support. The AFA Pastors and Wives Fishbowl Retreat is returning October 18th through the 20th to Linden Valley Conference Center in Linden, Tennessee. You don't even need to miss a Sunday. Our guest speakers are another pastor and his wife, Will and Mickey Addison of American Family Radio. Register today by calling 662-844-5036, extension 297, or at repairingthefoundations.net. The AFA Pastors and Wives Fishbowl Retreat. We'd love to see you there. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here. Write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the core. The phone number to call is 888-589-8840. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Glad to be with you this afternoon. We've been covering several topics, but I, I did want to finish up this story about the, the whole tennis thing and the ridiculous rules that the president continues to push on uh, on our nation and prevent people from being able to come in without proof of, of the not-so-safe, not-so-effective vaccine. Uh, take your pick of which jab you want that no longer prevents but now supposedly protects but doesn't even really do that that well. But anyway, uh, Novak Djokovic, the best tennis player in the world by far, like 21 Grand Slam victories. I mean, this guy's like head and shoulders, literally in height, but also in, in talent above the competition, uh, not even close most of the time, unless he's not allowed to play, right? Like if you can keep him from playing, that's really good if you're one of his competitors. Not really, because most actual athletes and competitors don't want to win that way. They want to play the best and beat the best. But yet, this guy cannot come play in the U.S. Open because of our ridiculous rules. Now, the problem is that that Novak is is just not following enough headlines. Because if he was, he'd just fly into Mexico City, walk across the border freely. We have no problem 
with 2.5 million illegal aliens coming across the border without a vaccine. That's not a problem at all. You know, I'm sure they're not spreading COVID anywhere. It's not an issue at all. But this guy, who's already had COVID and clearly has natural immunity, which we know from the science, now even the Center for Demented Confusion, the CDC, admits they say is as good as getting the vaccine. In reality, it's far better if you actually read the science, but they're not about uh, to, to admit that. So he's actually better protected and, and a safer bet to be around as other players than someone who's gotten the jab. And yet we're not going to let him play. It's just insane. Unbelievable. Now, the reason that Novak will not fly into Mexico City and cross the border illegally is because this guy has a conscience and he's actually well-spoken, uh, seems to be a real man of integrity, uh, and, and has been everything I've seen from him, uh, just incredibly respectful, and he does everything he can to follow the law. And so he's not lying about getting the vax. He's not getting one of the fake vax cards. He's not doing any of that. He's not playing any of those games. He's being upfront and honest and saying, and, and has been an outspoken advocate for, this is an individual decision. Everyone should be able to make this decision. In fact, here's what he said. Sadly, I will not be able to travel to New York this time for the U.S. Open. Uh, thank you for your messages of love and support. Good luck to my fellow players. I'll keep in good shape and positive spirit and wait for an opportunity to compete again. See you soon. Tennis world. Uh, he said, uh, let's see, let me find, see if I can find the quote. Basically said, I, I've always believed that this was an individual decision and uh, that each of us have to make the best decision for our health. And so, in other words, he's done the homework. And as a, a top-of-the-line athlete in incredible shape, incredibly healthy, probably taking lots of vitamin D and everything else that you need to, to, to ward off uh, COVID, uh, he, he's taking good care of himself. So he's making the right decision for himself. So I say kudos to him, hats off uh, to him for not lying about it and not, um, you know, not caving, not giving in, just like some of these baseball players that refuse to go play in Canada and, uh, and, and, and get the jab. And so you got – you know, usually a four or five players on each team that's supposed to go up and and uh, play the Blue Jays, saying no, not not going to do it. I'm not going to cave on my health and what's best for me in order to fall for your lies and your silliness. So that's good news. Okay, uh, also good news: the Marines have now joined the Air Force uh, with protection from a federal judge saying you cannot kick people out of the military for not getting the jab. None of the science supports it. None of the constitutional issues support it. So we'll see where that goes. That's that's the, an initial step in this legal process, but we'll see if the Marines uh, follow the uh, ruling of the court there. But that's good news that that decision has been handed down. So thank you to Matt Staver and Liberty Council and all the other groups that have been fighting these battles. Let's get back over to the phones. Let's see. I believe we have Shirley in Tennessee next. Shirley, thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question? Hi, I have a question. Um, as far as Joe Biden paying off student loans, number one, you and everybody else is probably still trying to figure out his last sentence and what he said, so we don't really know what he's talking about. So I wanted some clarity here. Is he paying off all student loans 100%? That, that $500 billion is a whole lot of money. That's a what whole is lot of he money. exactly paying off? Is he yeah. paying off just part 10%? What is he talking about? Great, great question. That's a that's a really good question. So my understanding, just just looking at what they're saying at this point, is that they're going to uh, they're going to quote unquote forgive, actually transfer to you and me, Shirley, uh, twenty thousand uh, of an individual's college debt if they had Pell grants, and ten thousand if you did not receive Pell grants, and you have to have earned less than one hundred twenty five thousand. I think this last year. So those are the caveats. 
and the uh, the five hundred thousand or five hundred billion number. I've heard three hundred to five hundred billion, depending on which group you listen to. Uh, and that one, let's see, I looked that one up this morning. I wanted to be able to give that out, and now I have lost my uh, source on that. So I'll try to find that before the show's over and give that back out. But, Shirley, fantastic question. So if you have $100,000 in student loan debt, it's not all wiped out. You only get 10000 wiped out. If you or if you had Pell Grants, you get 20000 wiped out. But it's millions of people that fit that category, and so it's the aggregate of all of those together that ends up being that massive $500 billion number. Fantastic question. I know people out there that have student loans are probably wondering that as well. And, uh, you know, now I will say this, some people are not going to like me for this. Some of our, some of my friends are going to not like me for this. I, I look at all of these things. I did the same thing with the COVID money. Um, I'm going to say this to you. If, if you, if you fit the category that they're going to white, they're, they're going to move your $10,000 uh, of your debt over to the federal budget Take it, take the take the ten thousand dollars. Okay, I am not one of these purists that says, "Oh, well, they shouldn't be doing it, so don't take the money." No, no, no. They're going to spend the money. It's already going to get spent. I view this as being like you're in war, and the king's carriage has a, a full of you know uh, transporting money that's going to pay for weapons to be used against you is passing through your neighborhood. Of course, you should attack the carriage and take that money because you're at war. In this case, you're not breaking the law. You're following the law that was made unconstitutionally, but you are in the same boat as all these other millions of people. And if you don't take the money, you're allowing those that don't believe like us to be at a better advantage. That's how I felt about the COVID money, the uh, PPP money, all of that. I told all my friends in conservative organizations, conservative businesses, take the money because they're going to spend trillions of dollars and they're going to give it away to somebody. And if you don't take it, then you're going to be come out of this COVID situation broke and your business potentially completely gone or your conservative organization completely hobbled and all of the left-leaning organizations will take the money and they will be in a strong position to outcome. So you've been given a competitive disadvantage if you don't. And I also view it as damages. So they, they when they paid the PPP money and the COVID money, it was damages for the horrible decisions government had made. And so I encouraged everybody to take it and use it and, and because it's going to get spent anyway, and you're going to pay for it anyway. It's just basically going to help to cover the taxes that are that you're going to have to pay for these things. So I know that may not be a popular position with some people. I think it's being shrewd. I think it's fighting what fire with fire. I think it's a recognition of knowing what time it is, meaning understanding the times and knowing what to do. Um, in this particular environment and what we're dealing with right now. So anyway, really, really, really long answer to Shirley's question. Let's go to Sonny. Sonny's in Utah. Sonny, your comment or question today. Thanks for calling in. Beck, <clears throat> I originally called to say it was 300, not 500, but because uh, Biden was touting that was covered in the bill he just signed, that that's how he was going to pay for it. But I need an important question answered and you're the one to ask when did the representatives become congressmen and they're the only congressmen and the senate is a separate entity when it's supposed to be representatives and senators make up the congress uh yeah i guess it's just a term of art you know i think it helped honestly when i was a state representative I liked referring to them as congressmen because people always thought that I was a congressman or they thought that the congressman was a state representative. And so I kind of liked that that distinction um, it, to be able to call them congressmen, members of Congress, even though you're 100 percent right. The senators are also 
a member of Congress, so just in the other chamber, the two-part uh, uh, Congress that, that we have. So you're 100% right on the on the technical aspects of it, but I think the just kind of the, the, the term of art or the terminology, the vernacular, um, is, is accurate to say that they are a, a member of Congress or a congressman. Uh, but you could say the same thing of a senator, and, the, and you would still be accurate in saying that they're a congressman. Um, representative becomes confusing because people don't know if it's state rep or federal rep, but we never call a state rep a congressman. Uh, I guess some people do actually say a member of the state Congress, but that's really, really rare. Usually it's a member of the state House or the state Senate. Uh, interesting. Good question. Appreciate you calling in, Sonny. I love these constitutional questions, by the way. So anytime you want to call in with a random constitutional question, I will often have to say, I don't know. <laughs> and I have no problem saying, I don't know, because it becomes my homework. And I go do that homework, and then we add it to one of our Constitution classes. I'm a sojourner with you on this uh, effort to save freedom and save our Constitutional Republic. Let's head over to the great state of Arkansas, where we call the hogs. Jacob in Arkansas, what's your comment or question today? Hey, Jacob, you're up next. Hey, yes, sir. Um, I was calling, you know, kind of, I guess, to go along with the uh, student loan stuff. Yeah. Is how, um, how, how do we stop society and stop things? Like, for example, now you have to, to get a CDL, for example, you have to actually go to school to get a CDL, and you got to take out student loans to pay for those schools unless you sign your life over to some company um, that will pay for it. But, you know, everything, even people talk about, well, why don't we go to Botex or things like that? But even Botex, I mean, I, I went to school to be a mechanic. You, you've got to go to school. Everything yeah. is school instead of on-the-job trainings or internships, things like that. Yeah. I mean, and it's oh, like, Jacob, you know, I, the reason that everyone's got so much debt. Yeah, man. I no two big issues here, right? That you're spot on, and I agree with you 100. Uh, the first one is overregulation, government stepping in where it never should have been in the first place. So we regulate now barbers. We regulate being able to braid hair. It's insane the things that government has gotten in, involved in, and government should not be deciding what the standards are for these professions. The professions should be deciding, and then they have state boards that they create in the marketplace. And then you choose if you want to go to a dentist that's licensed by this profession or that profession, not the state controlling that because the state becomes idiotic. They just do because it's bureaucrats that have no interest in the profession itself. And so they end up ha- I mean, look at what your dentists have had to do over the last two and a half years. These ridiculous, not just masks, they're wearing the shields. They're wearing the shields, folks. If they want to wear a shield, that's fine. But in Texas, they were required to wear the shields while they're working on your teeth. It was. I watched my dentist trying to breathe, trying to see through the shield as he's working on my teeth. It was just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that state agencies will do because that they're naturally um, I'm going to create a a, a, a a law of nature here. They're naturally bent towards idiocy. <laughs> okay, that's just it's the nature of mankind in bureaucracies. Why? Because they don't answer to anybody. They they get to do what they want. They get this little fiefdom, this power in their little regulatory agency, and they get to tell every dentist in the state or every contractor in the state or every every forklift operator in the state how they're going to do their job. It's ridiculous. Let the market decide. And then if you want a CDL, um, or I, I can understand a CDL, you having to go take the test to get a CDL, that makes sense. That's a commercial driver's license. So if you're going to drive a big rig on the highway or whatever, 
totally support the idea that your test is different than my test to drive my you know Dodge Ram 1500. Uh, that's fine. But requiring a particular school or a particular education, that should be up to the industry. That should be up to the people that you're going to go work for. The employers can absolutely require a particular school that you went to in order to hire you. That makes sense. Let the market decide. What Jacob's putting his finger on here is the over-regulation from government of the marketplace. The market will do so much better. It will have higher standards. You will be able to put much more faith in, in the rubber stamp or the lay or, or the license given by an association in the particular profession. Maybe it is barbers. Maybe maybe you don't want to get your hair braided or, or you don't want to get the tattoo or you don't want to get whatever it is unless they have a particular um, you know uh, stamp of approval from whatever association. But that should not be the government. That should be a private association. And that's why everything costs more. That's why everybody's good. It, it, government creates friction in the market. And, and the left always loves these little fiefdoms. And the left, as Dennis Prager says so well, I think the wisest man in America, Dennis Prager says the left destroys everything it touches. And the left has moved into our education system and taken it over, completely destroyed it. They've moved into our, our, our regu- regulatory agencies, completely destroying and making it so much harder for people, to, the barrier to entry to go into business, the barrier to entry to get a license to be able to go work. And the other thing you mentioned, Jacob, that, that we're missing is the apprenticeship. It's the it's the mentorship. That's that's what we used to do, and that's what we ought to get back to. Go work for somebody that's doing what you want to do. And instead of going into debt, you make money while you're working and learning that profession and moving up in that profession. That's the way we used to do the law. I mean, you shouldn't have to go to an ABA-approved law school to sit for the bar. If you can pass the bar, if you know the things you need to know to practice law, you should be able to sit for the bar after interning for someone or however you learned those things. If you can pass the bar, you ought to be able to practice law. That's how it should be in most of these most of these professions. Jacob, that's a great call, man. We could do a whole program just on that. It's all about believing, once again, in the individual, the free market, competition, all of those things instead of trying to believe in government. Folks, if we study the Constitution, if we study the Bible, if we study these principles, we can restore these freedoms and we can restore our constitutional republic here in America. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. I sure appreciate you listening today. You've been listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.